Evan Roberts. Tiki Barber. It's Evan and Tiki on WFAN, The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Well, hi there, everybody. Welcome to another day, another day together, another day breathing, and another day closer to Championship Sunday, and we'll spend plenty of time on it. Get you set for the Chiefs against the Ravens, the Niners against the Lions. But it is Thursday, which means at 4.30 today, we have a chat with everybody's favorite AI band, Tiki, and we will be joined, no joke, by Pat Mahomes at 3 o'clock. I've always learned in life, it's not healthy to look back. It's not healthy to live in regret. But I think today on Thursday, January 25th, let's get very unhealthy. Let's live in regret. Because on April 26, 2018, the New York Giants selected two in the NFL draft. The New York Jets selected three in the NFL draft. And both teams decided to not draft Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is playing football on Sunday. Lamar Jackson is about to win a Most Valuable Player Award for the second time. Saquon Barkley has never won an MVP award. Sam Darnold has never won an MVP award. Saquon Barkley has never played in a championship game. Sam Darnold has never played in a championship game. And so, I do regret that day. I do regret the decision that the Jets made. Mm. Because while Sam Darnold was hot to trot, we were all feeling it, Lamar Jackson was a Heisman Trophy Award winner. And despite what some old heads said about him really being a wide receiver, I knew what you knew, Mm -hmm. which is that that's an NFL quarterback. And so I'll admit right now, I regret it, as unhealthy as that is. So it's your turn. Well, Well, I think it's impossible to go back and look at that draft and have regret because we didn't know where the NFL was going. I think if we if we were smart about it, we would have realized that eventually it was going to evolve. And honestly, you could go back to 2015, which was the Robert Griffin draft, mm-hmm. RG3's draft to Washington. Um, when he went there, there was so much like dynamism in his game. Right? He forget that it wasn't necessarily zone read stuff like you know ride the running back and if the in collapses and you keep it and go around the edge. It, it was maybe a little bit. It wasn't really that. It was really just him scrambling. And I remember him in his first game. He had this like long ass run. Then he threw this bomb for a touchdown. And in my mind, I'm saying, dude, this is the future of football. Like, and, and, and a quarterback who can escape pressure so you can't dog and blitz him, right? Because he's going to turn into a running back into the open field and he's got an arm, right? So if we would have kept like, really captured what RG3 was doing or did that rookie season, maybe when Lamar came around, instead of if RG3 hadn't just been an anomaly, mm-hmm. and by the time Lamar came around, we would have said, that's the future. I think the problem is RG3 got hurt, and it made us say, yeah, that can't last. Guy like that can't survive. You know, run, Let the running backs be the running backs. Let the wide receivers and the tight ends take all the hits. Quarterbacks can't do that. They're not, they're not strong enough. They're not big enough. But in that three quick years, Lamar Jackson became that guy. And we see it everywhere now, right? Whether it's Taysom Hill doing it as a gadget player, whether it's a Josh Allen, who actually runs more than Lamar Jackson. At least and did early and by the way, career. that's another regret from that draft, right. too. It's not just Lamar. Right. Right. And certainly we could regret that because Josh Allen was taking seven. Right. So I think we've now seen that 
the quarterback who is in his like the recesses of his brain, also a running back and tough enough to do it. That's what that's what the Giants and Jets missed. Now the Giants, interestingly enough, kind of got that guy in Daniel Jones because Daniel Jones is can be a great runner. Right. The problem is he's been so injury prone. I just I can't trust him to well, be that kind of runner I, anymore. I, I I can still see him running. I just can't trust him to be that kind of runner. I anymore. think the regrets that we have are almost very different. Mm-hmm. Like as a Jet fan going into that draft in 2018, we knew they were taking a quarterback. I mean, that was obvious, yes. and it was obvious even before the previous season had started. The Jets were tanking that year. I remember it. I mean, we all remember yeah, of it. Of course. It was a, hey, we're better off losing. Now, we've talked about this before. I'm not a subscriber to tanking. Like, I was enjoying those early season wins that were stunningly occurring. Mm-hmm. But most Jet fans were like, yeah, we're better off losing. Josh McCown's the quarterback. What are we doing here? <laughs> we need to lose games to eventually draft a quarterback. So we knew for a year the Jets were drafting a quarterback. And they ended up picking, actually not even third. They were actually picking six. They had to trade up with the Indianapolis Colts to get to three where they eventually drafted Sam Darnold. But the Jets were obviously taking a quarterback. And so Baker Mayfield was gone, and we had all these options. We had Josh Allen, we had Josh Rosen, and we had Lamar Jackson. And what I remember at the time, and this is not me telling you I'm some NFL scout, because I'm not. I'm just a dude who doesn't even watch that much college football. But when I watched college football, I saw Lamar Jackson, and my basic thought was, he's good. That's a really good NFL player. All right. And yet the Jets never thought about it, and no one really thought about it until the Ravens traded up and got him at 30. So the Jets, in a lot of ways, screwed up by picking the wrong quarterback. You guys screwed up by not even tanking a quarterback. <laughs> I know. We took a running back because we thought we could extend to Eli. So at least when, when the Jets were evaluating which quarterback should we take, I assume they had their board, they studied the video. They watched each guy at the Combine, and they were saying, okay, here's Sam Darnold. Okay, here's Josh Allen. Okay, here's Josh Rosen. Okay, here's Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. And they had to make a decision. Yeah. And they made the wrong decision. Yeah. You guys, I don't even know if you were considering it. Well, no, they weren't because they were thinking about Eli. And I said 12, uh, 15 for Robert Griffin. It was actually 12. I had the years mixed up. But we were considering extending Eli. That's what we were trying to do. We were trying to make get the most out of the end of Eli's career. And the way to do that is to put some great skill position players around him. A guy who Dave Gettleman labeled as a Hall of Famer before he put a a football helmet on in the NFL. And so, in theory, it made some sense, right? Look at what the the Lions did. The Lions took Jameer Gibbs in the first round, Mm -hmm. right? They also had another first rounder, and they got Sam Laporta. So they had the assets because they stunk for so long in some trades, including with the Rams that got them the quarterback that they needed. But... Yeah, right. So I think the other thing. Oh, yeah, Jack Campbell was the first round. Laporta was the uh, second or third, third round. Third or something like whatever it was. But my, my point is, I think when I when you look at teams that draft running backs, you better be ready, right? You better have everything else in order. Otherwise, it's going to fall apart on you really quickly. No doubt. But the other thing we've learned and we've watched it over the last few weeks is we watch these NFL playoffs and enjoy ourselves. But we also all have FOMO because we want to be there. We want to be watching our team playing in the divisional round and now this weekend the championship round. Yeah. And what they have, the teams that are remaining, for the most part, are quarterbacks. Yeah. And quarterbacks that can change everything about your franchise. And Lamar Jackson, who you have put over for the last few weeks, rightfully so, who has had an outstanding year this year, was one of those guys that could have been here. 
He could have been a New yeah. York Jet. He could have been a New York Giant. We just couldn't see the future. That's the problem. Was it that we're, unclear to see, though? Yes, because think of all of the other quarterbacks that were drafted. They were traditional drop-back type quarterbacks. In, at least in our minds, that's who they were. And I think Lamar Jackson just felt like a gimmick. And and I think that's a it's a knock on the scouting. It's a knock on those but who never you, watched him. Did you feel that, though? I didn't because I called him in college. Right. And I watched him in college, and I was like, man, this kid is special. Well, that's how and I it even felt. It wasn't just like dinking, dunking, and then running. And he was taking shots down exactly. the field. Like, dude, I'm, I'm not bragging as some kind of scout because I'm right. not. I'll be the first to admit I watch a handful of college football games. But I remember at that time seeing Lamar play and saying, that's an NFL quarterback. Like, what the hell am I missing? Yeah. What am I not seeing I mean, that all these experts saw? And the truth is, they were all wrong. Well, the reality is, is that he was black and not polished. And that was the reason? That was the reason. You think that was the reason because, he fell to 30? Uh, yes, absolutely. Hey, he was he was not going to get drafted until midway in the second round. Because when the quarterbacks... The teams that needed quarterbacks got through that again. They already had their quarterback. Right, so there would have been that bigger right. drop. So yeah. he would he might have really fallen if the Baltimore Ravens, who had a quarterback, by the way, Joe Flacco, who right, wasn't right. washed at that point. I mean, he was heading towards the end, but it wasn't like you can't you can't win with you couldn't not win with Joe Flacco. It was kind of the Eli thing. Well, that's the like, similarity. When you, when you yeah. think about it, it was it was what the Giants didn't do. When you have a quarterback who's aging, had great success, won a Super Bowl. Joe Flacco won one then. Eli obviously won two. The Giants tried to extend that run with Eli, whereas the Baltimore Ravens, you give Ozzie News some credit, he said, eventually you got to replace our quarterback. And, we, and, and I know we're drafting 30th, but you know what? Let's go do it. And it was the best decision that the Baltimore Ravens have 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 made in a really, really long time because they got a replacement who's going to be a stud for years. right? I know he's had some injury issues early in his career, but despite that, they're still double-digit win teams. But also, look around the NFL. Like We live in a world in which quarterbacks get hurt. Yeah. I mean, that's just the reality. Yeah. Like There used to be a time, it felt like for me growing up as a kid, quarterbacks were never hurt. And a lot of that is the way the game was played. It, it was just different. And yeah. now, like... Yeah, Daniel Jones is a real injury concern, but you almost have to expect that your quarterback, no matter who it is, is going to miss a handful of games. That's of why you need a good backup. Of course. I mean, everybody misses games in the NFL yeah. these days, so especially the quarterback. Uh, and Lamar Jackson at that time was also suffering from a little bit of Tebow fear, Heisman Trophy winner, run first guy. Yeah, that, but he wasn't. But the point was, I think he's what Evan is saying, he wasn't necessarily a run first guy. No, he wasn't. If you watched enough of him, right, you right. can see that he can cork it. But here's the deal. I don't have regrets as a Giant fan, and you shouldn't have regrets as a Jet fan. Why? Because I think Lamar Jackson is not the only one, because there's plenty of these quarterbacks, landed in the right spot with the right team. And at the time, Greg Roman was the right offensive coordinator that said, forget everything I've ever done as an offensive coordinator. If we're going to invest in this guy, I need to configure to what his strengths are. Well, he also knew knew how to do that because he had Colin Kaepernick in San Francisco. Sure. And, and, and it makes all the sense of the world. The problem is our teams in 2018 were not set up with the right coaches in place yeah. that would have had that well, hold on. thinking. Hold on, though. To be fair, so Lamar Jackson gets drafted by the Baltimore Ravens. Right. Let's just go through this. Okay. He does not play right away. 
He replaces Joe Flacco. His offensive coordinator, his rookie season, was not Greg Roman. Nope. It was Marty Morningway. <laughs> who, by the way, as a Jet fan, we know him. He was our crappy OC for a couple of years. <laughs> but And the Ravens get to the playoffs. Lamar wins six of nine games after he starts. He did struggle in the postseason. Right. And then the Ravens, to their credit, and this is where I would agree with you, if we're just being fair about the timeline, that's where the Ravens said, we need to do something different. Yeah, We need to tailor our offense well, around Lamar Jackson. Well, well, and on. they made that change. But Marty Morningwake was so, gone. Well, so let me let me jump on this, and then, Sean, you can go. Maybe that's the lesson. So when you have your guy, like you draft a quarterback, whether you're right or wrong in drafting him, whether it's too high or too, whatever, you get your quarterback. I think what the Ravens have taught us is that you craft your staff to fit your players. Yes. And not the other way around. 100%. Not, oh, I got the top coordinator in the game. Let's go get a quarterback that can fit that guy. Right? Draft the guy that you really love for whatever reason. You draft, And then you get the coordinator that can teach him the right way. And isn't that what they did? Now, Greg Roman was on the staff, but he wasn't running the offense. No. No. But remember, see, it's so easy to look like that. You're right about what Morningweg did. But when he took over, I think we forget the Ravens realized quickly in that first game after Flacco got hurt, oh, my God, we can't run the offense. This is like they did <laughs> yeah. try to do some right. of that. Right. Then he had that famous Saturday night game with the Chargers where they basically threw out everything they had done offensively and said, just go be a football player and we'll figure this out. Right. And they realized in that offseason, and Greg Roman probably came and said, this is how we can run this. Yeah, because because I, I did it in right. San Francisco with yeah. Colin Kaepernick. And there's so much of that in football that not to that extreme where you got to be in the right place in the right situation. And I don't think either of those teams, I truly believe in 2024, had Lamar Jackson been drafted by the Jets or Giants, he is either a backup quarterback or Bill Polian gets his dumb wish and he's playing another position. Lamar Jackson now has figured it out. He could work with any offensive coordinator and he gets the NFL. But it's kind of like, you know, a baby, right? You know, a, a good parent knows how to mold the baby the right way and get up. Lamar Jackson could click on all cylinders, but he needed the right landing spot to start. And the Giants and Jets would not have been that. And I <laughs> don't think Lamar Jackson is an MVP or a Super Bowl caliber quarterback if either of our teams There's drafted. a problem with the point that you're making, which, by the way, could be true. Like, we don't know. The Jets have screwed up everything in their history. Like, no joke, mm-hmm. they have. So for your point to be, come on, the Jets would have F this up, you're probably right. But then you could say that about anybody else. You could say that about the year earlier. Because you know who was drafted a year earlier, four slots after the New York Jets selected in 2017? I'll just give everybody a history lesson. The Jets picked Jamal Adams, hmm. who was a fine Jet while he was here. <laughs> and four picks later... The Kansas City Chiefs traded up, uh-huh. and they drafted Patrick Mahomes. Traded but, up with the Buffalo Bills, by With the, the Bills, yes. <laughs> and by the way, speaking of Patrick Mahomes, Pat Mahomes will join the show coming up at 3 o'clock. You could make the same argument about him. Well, yeah, yeah. And I'm the hell, by the way. So then... It doesn't matter who you draft if you're the Jets or the Giants. No, no, no. It does does matter. Yeah, there are certain guys that I think would have been great no matter what, and there are certain guys that I think benefited. And by the way, some might have overcome obstacles. Patrick Mahomes, we knew when he was coming into the league, was a guy who needed to land in the right spot, and he found Andy Reid. He sat there, probably sitting behind Alex Smith was a good thing. I believe to this day that David Carr probably could have been an awesome quarterback if he didn't land behind the Texans in the turnstile offensive line they had. You could be derailed as a young quarterback by the situation you're in or uplifted by that. And I think certain guys, you just know if you look okay. back in the career. It's a great point, and here's the question. When you're a great player, and coming up on Sunday afternoon, we're going to watch two great players. Yeah, Lamar Jackson is a great player. Patrick Mahomes, yeah. great is not even giving him justice. Right, it's too tame. He may be an all-time player. Do you think... If Patrick Mahomes was drafted by the Jets in 2017, 
and Lamar Jackson was drafted by the Giants or coach? the Jets. Who was your coach in 2017? Who was the coordinator? I'm trying to remember who our offensive coordinator was in 2017. We went through so many. Yeah, just figure it out real quick, Sean, because I, that matters. Because when you what Sean is saying is right, and I've said it forever. Like when you draft a quarterback, you better have the right situation. John Morton yeah. was the offensive coordinator in 17, and then Jeremy Bates was the coordinator in 2018. Yeah. And then Dowell Loggins was the coordinator in 19. I'm not even kidding you. It's yeah. like a once-a-year thing. All right, so, yeah. so he would not be Pat Mahomes that we know. What would he be? I don't know. Somewhere else. <laughs> he would not be Pat Mahomes. You think he'd be a journeyman? Yeah. Really? Yeah. He's the just... situation that you find yourself in matters so much. And honestly, let's look at the the four teams that are remaining. The situations that they found themselves in as young players. And it's, uh, it's a little bit difficult with Jared Goff because he's on his second team already. Mm-hmm. But let's just go back to his rookie season. The situation he found himself in with... Uh, with with an unbelievable staff, once um, um, I'm forget Sean McVay took over, it allowed him to grow into this like Super Bowl caliber quarterback. Even though he's at that point, he probably wasn't. You know, he took them to a Super Bowl, but it was because he didn't. He wasn't asked to do so much. Pat Mahomes lands in the perfect spot with Andy Reid uh, in that situation. Lamar Jackson, we just ran, we just ran through it, and Brock Purdy is probably the greatest example of all. He's Mister Irrelevant, but he was smart. He ran the same kind of offense that Kyle Shanahan wants to run in college. And so when he got here, he understood it. He grasped it so he could play and be successful doing the dink and dunk and taking shots and and moving guys all over the place. You guys watched the game last weekend, the, the Packers and the San Francisco 49ers game. And I saw this on Instagram yesterday. And I remember when it happened in real time, I was writing with my, my CBS crew. And I was like, oh, my God, that was so aware of Brock Purdy to tell his tight end to stay there. And so in in the moment, we saw Chris McCaffrey run for this touchdown, right? But right before that, the tight end is George Kittle's about to go in motion. It's probably just an orbit motion because they're going forward, going across and coming back. And the tight, the fullback is saying, use check is saying, you got to be on, you got to move. You got to move. Brock Purdy stops the play. There's like three seconds on the clock and goes, stay there. It's all right. So he stays there because he knows the motion was unnecessary. He gets this ball snapped. Chris McCaffrey gets to the line of scrimmage, makes the safety miss, and scores a touchdown. Right? That's like above the X's and O's execution that he 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 perfected. And it's why Kyle Shanahan, when Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance were still on the on the roster and they and they signed Sam uh, Brad uh, Sam Darnold in the offseason, we're like, yeah, I know he's coming off UCL, right. but this guy is my quarterback because he can do that. I, so it was the perfect situation, the perfect kid in the perfect situation. The same thing with Lamar Jackson, the same thing with Pat Mahomes, and the same thing early with Jared Goff. And honestly, it's probably even better now with Jared Goff, with Ben Johnson, and, and with the Lions. So where you are matters. Like, who's around you matters. And and Sean is right. The Giants and the Jets didn't have that at that time. I'm going to ask you a question. I want you to think about it, answer it when we come back. And, of course, we'll get your calls, 877-337-6666. Both of these quarterbacks playing on Sunday, Lamar and Patrick Mahomes, could have been drafted by the New York Jets. And we know Mm -hmm. Lamar could have been drafted by the New York Giants. Do you regret it the way I do? But I want you to think about this. If you think Patrick Mahomes wouldn't have been Patrick Mahomes if he wasn't drafted in that situation, and you said the same about Lamar, forget Mm -hmm. Brock Purdy. I want you to think about this. I'll give you a good three and a half minutes to think. Go ahead. Is there any modern-day quarterback that could have overcome bad coaching, 
by coming to the Jets or the Giants at the time and still been great then? Mm-hmm. If Mahomes can't do it, could anyone have done it? We'll get Tiki's answer and we'll get your calls next, 877-337-6666. Evan and Tiki on the fan. Bed Tiki joins the show in about two hours. Now, when we watch football this weekend, Patrick Mahomes is the GOAT of today. And the Jets passed on him in 2017. Lamar Jackson is about to win his second Most Valuable Player Award. And both the Jets and Giants and just about every team in the league passed on him in 2018. And I have regret because it could have changed the fortunes of the history of the team I root for. And certainly the other team in town, the New York Giants. But Tiki made the point about both Jack Jackson and Mahomes that... <laughs> that's funny because that's the uh, other kid's name. Jackson. <laughs> the other kid. The other guy. Uh, you know, the guy that people don't like. Right. He's on, like, whatever, on social right. media doing crap or something TikTok like that. TikTok star. TikTok. That if those two young players came to the Jets the way they were constituted in 17 and 18, mm-hmm. they would have been ruined. Same thing with the Giants at that point. So my question to Tiki, and I gave him a good five minutes to think about it, was... If you think Mahomes wouldn't have been the same mm-hmm. by coming to the Jets, then is there any NFL quarterback today? And I guess we could go into the recent past too. Yeah, that were unscrewable. That even if they came to a bad coaching staff like the Jets or the Giants at the time, they could have overcome that and actually well, changed the organization. It's also bad coaching staffs, but it's you can't forget it's just rotating door of of. Voices, Right. I think that's the bigger issue. It's not being able to have consistency or continuity. Peyton Manning probably. And the reason is because Peyton Manning was, he was coached so well coming up and he had a quarterback or a, uh, uh, like a personal coach coming up and uh, Cutcliffe, David Cutcliffe, who was actually the coach at Duke was him and Eli's like personal coach. So he probably, would have overcome it. Eli likely as well. And I was trying to figure out because I, I like I forgot who his coordinator was. It was John Huffnagel, mm. but his quarterback coach was was Kevin Gilbride. So when he got drafted, Kevin Gilbride had been a head coach and a coordinator in the league for I mean forever, going back to San Diego and then the Bills, and then ultimately he was with the New York Giants where he won championships. But I, like you, ha- you have to have at least a little bit of the right influence. But both around. of those guys, which, by the way, I don't even disagree with your answer, they're not even playing anymore. Like, is there anybody today? If it's not Pat Mahomes, see, that's where I challenge you on mm-hmm. this. I mean, honestly, I think there's no answer because uh, because he was great coming out. Like, Pat Mahomes isn't, and who's done it? Like, who's had a terrible, like, I don't know, two or three years because of coaching situations and then come out of it and been pretty good? I mean, right but, now you could say Trevor Lawrence, though he still has a lot more to prove. Yeah, he, but he's not there. No, right? no, he's certainly not there yet. But I also think with great players, and Patrick Mahomes is not just a great player. He may be an all-time great player. Yeah. That they will overcome whatever's in front well, of them. I think, I think the common denominator with Pat Mahomes and Lamar Jackson is that they're both unbelievable athletes, right? And, the, and they're unique athletes, so they can throw the ball and get it to where they want it to be, even though they're compromised. You know what I mean? Off schedule, off platform, falling down, underhanded, whatever, left-handed. They can get the ball where they need it need it to be. But I also think they're both really smart. And, you know, I'm not talking necessarily IQ smart. I'm talking X's and O's smart. Like, mm. they know where where things are supposed to be. Spatially, they feel it. It just, it just it's innate to them. So I think that's probably a prerequisite to overcome 
a bad coaching situation. Mm. Toll-free number 877-337-6666. Kyle is in West Orange, New Jersey. Good afternoon, Kyle. What's up, fellas? Good to hear this. Um, good, good topic. And this topic, Evan, crushes me because, <laughs> you know, they could have had Mahomes. Yeah. They could have had – I remember watching Jackson play at Louisville, and Sean Marash did it, man. You're going to get your own show because if those guys had came here, I don't, if, let's go with Mahomes. He goes to Kansas City. He's got Tyreek Hill. He's got Kelsey. And he's got a Super Bowl a guy who's been to the Super Bowl right, and has learned his lesson in Andy Reid as yep. a coach, right? And then look what he put around him. Now, you look what Lamar does. Lamar goes to Harbaugh. And do we need to say any more? I think if they came here, they would have been ruined. I don't think – I always said that. Geno and all of them, they, the Jets, they ruined those guys. When Danny Dimes came into the Giants, he had a Swiss cheese of an offensive line. He got killed, just like Eli was getting killed. And I thought Danny was a good quarterback. Yeah, but, but wait a second. Doesn't that, but Kyle, doesn't that not give enough credit to what Lamar Jackson has accomplished and Pat Mahomes has accomplished in that, not that they would be exactly the same. Like, I'm not telling you Lamar would have won two MVPs mm-hmm. and basically been in the playoffs many years of his career, but would he have still been good to very good to have changed the Jet organization yeah, over okay, the last okay, five years? Okay, yeah. I'd argue yes. Y- yes, but that's not who we're talking about. Like, we're talking about the MVPs. Like I think So I think when we look at Lamar and we look at uh, Patrick Mahomes, what we see, we can't not see them as MVPs. No, no, but wait a second. Well, hold on. I got to push on this. Lamar Jackson won the MVP in his first full season playing yeah, in the NFL. He is 58-19 and 19 in his NFL career. That's amazing. Of course. He's about to win his second MVP. That's amazing. My bar, and I know this is the Jet bar that's a little bit lower, isn't that. My bar is this. As we're sitting here today on January 25th, 2023, what are we saying about the Jet quarterback position? Are we talking about drafting one? Are we talking about trading for one? Or are we saying, oh, no, we got our guy? Well, even if that guy hasn't accomplished okay. what Lamar just did in Baltimore. Yeah. Because so, to me, that's good enough, isn't it? It, it? it is. But I said this a week ago, and I'll stand by it. The teams that take these quarterbacks and end up pushing themselves to the Super Bowls, they were good teams. I think Buffalo might be the only one. No, because right? Buffalo actually made the playoffs. Oh, that's right. Man. You yeah, had this conversation. You brought it up. That's yes. right. Tyrod Taylor was no, it. Tyrod Taylor. The one that that's the only one is the year the Bengals made it. Joe Burrow took a really right. bad they Bengal team two years later. Right. Right. And, and by the way, that might actually be your answer. The the guy who over, overcame it. Yeah, it, because it might the, be Joe Burrow. No, Zach a Taylor was like. Figuring it out. I remember I called one of his games earlier. I was like, man, this guy is we, this guy might be lost. On the show I used to work on the DH, we had Carson Palmer on Radio Row that year, and he said if he was Joe Burrow, he'd advise him, do not go to the Bengals. <laughs> right. They will ruin you. Right. It like, felt so, like it, it felt like they were in trouble with Zach Taylor, and then Zach figured it out, drafted uh, Joe Burrow, and Joe Burrow overcame that injury in his rookie year. And their and offensive line was getting was he was, terrible. He was getting pounded. Terrible. Terrible. So it's Burrow. possible Joe Burrow is the one that right. saves Zach Taylor. But like Joe Burrow said. is, yeah, but yeah. Joe Burrow is also what, 24 when he came into the league? 23? He was a little more seasoned. He was right. a little seasoned. You know, transferred in college, played in two different systems, had a Joe Brady led LSU squad that was more, much more wide open. He's making NFL throws at LSU, as we all remember. One of the greatest, if not the greatest, college football season uh, by a quarterback that we've ever seen. So Joe Burrow might be the answer to the question that you asked. But to me, it, it really matters, you know, 
the success around the team. It's just why when you look at bad teams and they are so obsessed with, we got to get our quarterback, we got to get our quarterback. All right, you go draft a quarterback and your offensive line is crap. What do you think is going to happen? No, no, you obviously <laughs> need more than that. It's just the most important thing that you need to add. It's not the end-all, be-all, it but it's the most but, important but thing. It helps when, when those guys, these guys who are going to be all-timers, go to good teams. No doubt, but, but, but keep and, this in mind about Jackson. Lamar Jackson has started 77 games in his NFL career. Mm-hmm. And yes, the Jets didn't have John Harbaugh. And yes, the Jets didn't promote Greg Roman. But the Jets also Roman. haven't been good. And they haven't been Baltimore good. I get was that. Good. Kansas City was already good. I agree with you, the, but the, the Bills were already well, good. But that's why my bar would be lower on what we're talking about six years later. Like, if he was a stabilizing force at this position, and the rest of the roster was slowly improving, and the Jets had made the playoffs a couple of times, and instead of being 58-19, and 19, he was 48 and 29, I'd be saying, hey, that's a success. Like, I'm not saying he'd have to be the exact same guy because I admit he wouldn't be. But there's a difference between not being the same two MVP guy and being a bust and being out of the league. And the Jets literally having to answer the same question they've had to ask themselves. And that's what the Jets have had. They've had the busts. Yes. They've had the guys. So would Lamar Jackson have been a bust? Forget about not as good. Obviously, he wouldn't have been as good. Would he have been a bust? Is he out of the league right now? Is he bouncing around as a backup? Good question. I don't think so. I think he is. Oh, that's, <laughs> come on. No, no. And by the way, I think now he's got it. The Jets acquired Lamar Jackson. Now he, like, he's got it. He can work with any coach. But I really believe those first two years, man, the, it would have been square peg round hole with the Jets. And he was young, man. Yeah, he was twenty years old. Yeah, very young. You're very, right. Very, very young when Ray, he got drafted. Ray is in Brooklyn. How are you, Ray? Hey guys, I'm chilling. Look, man, I, you know, you guys know I'm a Giants fan, and I always keep it a straight stack when I talk to you guys. So look, you guys are talking about these three quarterbacks predominantly: Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. Let me address these quarterbacks and the idiots on ESPN who constantly put down Josh Allen by saying, "If you want to be the best, you got to beat the best." But then they put Patrick Mahomes in an all-time great conversation when he's already lost to the best twice yes. in the biggest <laughs> moment in the Super Bowl. Oh, that's great! Yes. That's so yes. solid, dude. That's an awesome. And, that's an I, awesome observation. And, and he Ray. can't rewrite it. That's the other right. problem. It's over. Right. And Ray, you so know what? I I hear that, and I don't even think about it until you just said it. That is so true, so he, man. He, Plus, Josh Allen already smacked Lamar Jackson in the playoffs when he had a better MVP season a few years ago. Yeah, true. Listen, and, and, and as far as, you know, who came into the best situation, I mean, top five coach in KC of all time. You have a top receiver of all time in um, in Tyreek Hill. You yeah. have a top uh, you know, tight end. Josh Allen never had that. The fact that he even played these guys competitively and it takes bad luck to beat him is um, speaks to Josh Allen's greatness. I just want to say that because I'm tired of that whole narrative. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good point. And no, you know what, Ray, Josh? That's a gr- very good point, man. And, Ray, Josh Allen has a major advantage over Patrick Mahomes in this regard. Josh Allen, in all likelihood, will get a few more shots out of Patrick Mahomes' quarterback team. Mm-hmm. We have not seen the last of the Kansas City Chiefs against the Buffalo Bills in the postseason. Right. But guess what we have seen the last of? Patrick Mahomes against Tom Brady. Yeah. He had his shot. And it's so funny because as... He was giving that answer. I was already writing the excuses for Mahomes. I was. I have to admit it. I was writing the excuse of what happened in the AFC Championship game in 2018. I was writing the excuse that it wasn't Mahomes' fault. I was writing the excuse that, hey, look. Yeah, Patri- that was the overtime, right? That was the overtime. You have the offsides call mm-hmm. by D4. Like, I was writing all the excuses. I was thinking about the Super Bowl against Tampa. Not his fault. His offensive line sucked. Not his fault. But then you could also do the same thing for Josh Allen. <laughs> so I was, I was editing myself in fairness because you're right. 
And there's nothing Mahomes and the Chiefs can do about it because... He never beat the best. Brady's not walking (laughs) back through that door. Yeah. And I wonder if 30 years from now, 20 years from now, when Brady versus Mahomes is like Jordan versus LeBron, because it will be, and it's like the endless debate, if that's going to be used yeah, against him. You right already now. know. He, he was an MVP, and he couldn't beat him. On on not even his real his original team. Right. He right. was on the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers. On either team. He lost them with both teams. Right. Let's go to Eric in Bayville. Hey, Eric. Hey, guys. How you doing? I love this topic. Um, just a couple of quarterbacks that maybe overcame a bad situation. I'll just throw a few names out there. Steve Young, Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Uh, Brett Favre, Jake Plummer. Yeah, but Stafford um, Stafford didn't win anything in Detroit. I mean, he did. He won obviously in, well, in, in he, L.A. But you know what I mean. The only point, the only point I was trying to make is uh, it's just like the Jets, where yep. it's the Lions. You know, they're a terrible franchise year after year, and then he goes to a guy with half a brain <laughs> and a new franchise and wins the ring. Right? No, so no, now, no, no, no. Eric, Eric, he actually has a super brain out there. Th- that yeah, is, I, I'm glad you said that. That's my point about Jackson or Mahomes with the Jets, like. Matthew Stafford, when he was drafted after that 0-16 season, Mm. if in 2009 Matthew Stafford ends up in name the competent organization. Yeah. By the way, the uh, current head coach of the Detroit Lions was on that 0-16. Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell, that's right. was on that 0-16 team. If Stafford ends up, name the competent organization you want. Let's say the Steelers decided, you know what? Mm -hmm. Ben's got legal trouble. We're going to get rid of him. And Stafford's in Pittsburgh. Or the Ravens say, well, they just drafted Joe Flacco. Not a good example. But you right. know what I mean? Yeah. He ends up with a competent franchise. Right. How, how quickly does he win a championship? He may have been a guy in the postseason every year and yeah. won a Super Bowl. But what he did is exactly what I'm saying about what a Lamar Jackson or a Pat Mahomes could have done for the Jets. Which is, he wasn't the best necessarily. How many times did they make the Three playoff? times. Three times? He may, but also, Evan, that's a terrible example. Like, Matthew Stafford was, for all intents and purposes, a tough drop-back pass quarterback that played at Georgia in an NFL-like offense. I, I know. Lamar we, Mahomes was completely different. That's I understand point. they're yeah. not the same quarterback, but in terms of overcoming bad coaching, that's what... That, yeah. That's, yeah. No, no, you're right. He did overcome it because he was a great player. And while we didn't see it, his peers respected the hell out of him. Well, and also, it answers what my expectation was when the Jets draft a quarterback, which is... Yeah, of course you'd love for the guy to be the best quarterback in the world like Pat Mahomes Mm -hmm. or a two-time MVP like Lamar Jackson. But what that franchise hasn't had is stability at the position. Like, even now, you know, it's Aaron Rodgers for now. And I laid out my plan earlier this week on just replacing him in two or three years Mm -hmm. with a veteran. But that's not stable. Like, stability would be you drafted someone, whether it was Mahomes in 17 or Lamar Allen in 18, and that's it. That's your guy. And we're not sitting here talking about who's the quarterback of the team next year. That's a foregone conclusion. Yeah, no, you're right. And that, that's and it's but it feels like it's the singular focus of organizations is that you gotta get the quarterback. You gotta get the quarterback. Yes. I would argue though, you better get your team close to being Good before you get before you get your quarterback and you have your staff right. Otherwise, you might screw that quarterback up. That is true. Zaxon, Staten Island. How are you, Zach? Hey, Kiki. You just said it. You need that quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. So if you go back to the 2017 draft, two quarterbacks that were on the Jets roster, I believe, were Josh McCown and Bryce Petty. Yeah. So if you're picking that six, bingo. Wouldn't wouldn't you think that's the best spot to pick either Mahomes? Or Deshaun Watson, and it, and there was a debate who is the better of the team. But instead of doing that, they just pick a safety. Yeah. And if you're going to pick a safety, why did you pick a safety again? 
in the second round. Right, right. That was, uh, who was it, Aston Davis? No, Jamal Adams. No, oh, you're talking, oh no, no, it was um, Marcus May. Oh, Jamal May, that's Adams. right, that's right. May. Jamal May. Marcus May. Yeah, you know, that's a good question because that that does feel like a miss when you go think about it. But I think the reason that it, it does, as, as great as Patrick Mahomes is, he wasn't on a lot of people's radars. He wasn't like this guy that was jumping off the page and like, oh, he's the best thing since Peyton Manning coming out of college. He he wasn't that that player. And so Andy Reid and Brett Veach, I remember reading an article a couple years after, so it was probably 20, 2019 or 20, when they talked about the process of drafting him. And they just kind of fell in love with his off-schedule stuff and the, the things that he, he did at Texas Tech and you know throwing on the run and just creating plays. And Andy Reid saw something in that because Andy Reid was used to having players like that. Right, right, right. Right? And so they they – they hurried to move up to get him because they didn't want any. They didn't want him to risk trying to wait down at wherever they were, seventeen or wherever, whatever draft pick they were. I think it was seventeen, and the hope that he fell to them. So they they made an executive decision, traded with the Buffalo Bills, uh, and went up and got him. And it was the best thing that they did. They had a specific plan. Yeah, but but for, for Patrick Mahomes, he's so spot on with how badly the Jets f that up. Think about it again. You're picking sixth in the NFL draft, and by the way. Use this lesson, mm-hmm. use this lesson, Giant fans, and I guess some Jet fans, though I disagree with it, to think about today's situation. The New York Jets are picking sixth in the NFL draft, and the quarterbacks on their roster were Josh McCown and Bryce Petty. Yeah. They had no answer at the position. Right. It's not even, they, they weren't even like paid. No. They were, they were just guys. Those were their quarterbacks. Right. They had already given up on Geno Smith. It was over. They're picking sixth. The first quarterback taken in that draft, let's not forget, was Mitchell Trubisky at number two overall. The Jets draft a safety. That's why you risk. That's what you risk. That is the in, risk. In drafting guys that, I mean, honestly, the, the common denominator for those guys that missed, they just didn't have a ton of college like experience. Well, and it's funny, Trubisky had some early success. I mean, they made the playoffs. He All put right. up some decent numbers. He wasn't right. a complete bust right away. But the Jets draft a safety, and then four picks later, the Chiefs trade up and draft Patrick Mahomes, and two picks after that, the Houston Texans draft Deshaun Watson. <laughs> now think about that. Think about that. Yeah, you would have been fine with either one. Uh, yeah, yeah, you think? <laughs> yeah, it would be interesting to see the way things would have ended up in, with Deshaun all right. with all the massage places around here. <laughs> I don't know how that would have ended. Uh, no, you get away with it in New York. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> but they were picking sixth, and they took a safety. A safety. <laughs> and they let Pat Mahomes go. I think Pat Mahomes may be my biggest FOMO, uh, more when, so than even Lamar. the last safety that was drafted that high? Uh, it's not, you keep saying it, and I'm just like, a safety was taken at number six. And he wasn't bad. Like, Jamal <laughs> no, Adams not was a him at all. good player I'm just talking about years. the position. Well, here's what always annoyed me about that. So they draft Jamal Adams, and he's a good player, right? Yeah. Then they refused to pay him. Joe <laughs> Douglas, when he eventually took over, and they traded him, and that turned out to be a very wise trade. Mm-hmm. And they turned those picks into really good things, but they didn't want to pay him. And my attitude is, why are you – think about this with Saquon – why are you drafting someone in the top 10 who, even if they become good, you don't want to pay? <laughs> like, true. think about that. The Giants take Saquon Barkley as a running back. All right. And I get it. It's a different it's a administration diff- yeah, now. That's what it is. But really. the same thing with the Jets. It was a different administration. But I get it because that's just a common theme. Well, you don't pay a safety. You don't pay a running back. Yet you draft them in the top seven? Yeah. But you can't blame Joe Shane. You can't blame Joe Douglas either. No, no. You're right. right. 
You're right. I think it's more. You may change the GMs and the coaches, yeah. but we as fans live through True. all of it. Yeah, but we you you feel like it's still part of the GM's responsibility. But the GM probably in, in his like own calculation, this is Joe Shane and Joe Douglas are like, I'm not paying that position. Are you crazy? Right, right. And there's no chance that I would pay that position. Anthony is in Maya Pack. What's going on, Anthony? Hey guys, thanks. I got to agree with uh, Tiki on this one. Um, I don't know what confidence you'd have in the Jets at all for taking any quarterback in the last, I don't know, 20 years with their track records of draft picks. Um, I think even if we did take one of those two guys, I don't regret it at all because when I look back at it, maybe after they left the Jets, after the subpar three seasons, they would end up somewhere else and maybe they revive their career and they're good, they're good athletes. But yeah. the Jets just don't have the infrastructure right now or ever really to to develop anything like that. Like, look, even if you look at the – this year's draft pick, we take best available, a defensive end, McDonald. Maybe he turns out good, but we could have taken four or five different receivers who are legitimate starting receivers right now that could have complimented Garrett Wilson. Yeah, no, and I think that when you look back on that in retrospect, I don't think you were expecting Bryce Huff to develop the way that he did. Mm. I mean, he was a situational player, yeah. if, if that, and he earned the playing time. And now he's going to get paid, and hopefully with the Jets. But I don't, I don't know. I think somebody else is going to value him more than the Jets are going to be willing to pay, especially because they've drafted so well at that position. But you know, if you could have done, you know, gone somewhere else as opposed to taking McDonald because Bryce Huff evolved. I mean, of course, but that you can't see that in real time. Right. It's just hard. You just can't see it. You can project it, but you don't know until the pads go on and spring training or. Or, or training camp happens, and then the, the games start playing. I like when you mistakenly use baseball analogies for football. <laughs> I that do. Well, well you know why? Because in my mind, as he was talking about uh, developing quarterbacks, yeah. I was like, man, this sounds like a pitching lab or something. Yeah. <laughs> right? This is what we scream about with with the Yankees all the time. You don't develop pitchers. What's wrong with you guys? Yeah. In my mind, I was like, wait, we're having a, best, a baseball conversation about a football player. That's right. But well, it's true. Well, we don't develop quarterbacks. I know that if you're the Jets. The Giants have. I mean, you guys developed Eli. That's mm. you know, that's a that's like such yeah. a big one. And by the way, <laughs> they also developed Daniel Jones. I mean, Daniel Jones yeah, had a degree. really good rookie season. To a degree. Like you can't knock it. And then injuries and inconsistency and changing of staff, all that affected him. But last year, he had a great year. Yeah, it's it's a tough one because did the Jets develop Mark Sanchez? I mean, not really. Like they did have some success early on in his career. Yeah, I just don't even. I can't like off the top of my head. His stats don't like scream at me. No, because that's not the way they played. No, I mean they they were playing to I mean. avoid Mark Sanchez having to make big plays. Essentially, All right. Let's get some great running backs: Thomas Jones and Ladanian Tomlinson. Ground and pound. Lee is on Long Island. What's up, Lee? Hey, uh, this is a great conversation. Uh, everything Sean has said so far has been one hundred percent on, including the Damn, comedy. Sean, look at you. He had a throwaway comment about David Carr that I also agree with on thousand percent. Everything he said. Yeah, seventy nine um, sacks as a rookie. Well, actually, there's actually I take it back. There's one thing he said. He said that uh, if Lamar was drafted by the Jets, he'd be a journeyman quarterback. No, they had Adam Gaze. They probably would have moved him to kick returner. So <laughs> that's that's, uh, that, that's actually the one thing he might have gotten wrong. That's a good he, point. He, I think he oversold how good Lamar would still be. But um, th- you know, it's it's funny you talk about this. And part of the reason why Sanchez didn't develop, and I've made this argument on this radio station before, is they kept overturning. 
his skill position players. Yep. He had Santonio Holmes one year, Braylon Edwards one year, yeah. Axel Burris coming out of prison one year. I mean, every year they were overturning his, his skill position players. He never had that continuity. That when, like, a Matt Ryan got drafted, he had Roddy White for his, the hold of it, and yeah. Tony Gonzalez, things like that. No, that's, um, but that makes a big make, difference, man. Huge difference. It makes a huge, huge difference. He was, he was looking in the huddle every year going, who are you guys? <laughs> so, um, no, so, uh, really quick, but I want to talk to you, Evan, because two days ago you were talking about the Tampa Bay model. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is, is this model, the, the Ravens model, or the, or the Patrick Mahomes model, or even like you want to talk about the Green Bay model, drafting the quarterback and letting him sit and develop is is the best way to go. And, and I know the Jets aren't going to do that because they're all in yes. on Aaron Rodgers. No, no, wait, but Lee, 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 you're right in theory that that's the better model, but let's look where the Jets are right now. See, I'm just evaluating where huh. they are today, not where they'd be in a perfect situation, because you're right. Yeah. In a perfect situation, I, you have a competent quarterback, you draft a young one, he sits for a couple of years, he develops, there's no pressure to play, right. and yada, yada, yada. But the Jets acquired a 40-year-old quarterback, a 39-year-old quarterback, but let's think of him today being acquired, a 40-year-old quarterback of an Achilles injury. He has played four snaps for the team. You need to go all in to maximize the brief amount of time he's the quarterback. I don't know, man. I actually think because think of the model that we've been talking about. I know we got to take a break because Pat Mahomes is coming up in a second. But think about what we've been saying. Pat Mahomes went to a winning team, and that's what helped him turn into the player. And he got to sit, as Lee just said. Lamar Jackson went to a winning team. He got to sit for at least a little bit of the season and started six games and and he turned into the player that he is. Brock Purdy went to a winning team. So if the Jets really want to get this right based on these conversations and these uh, examples that we've been giving, they probably need to draft a quarterback this year and draft one so he can sit behind Aaron Rodgers and then he's on a winning organization and develop the right way as opposed to all right, Aaron's gone. We stink now. Let's desperately draft a quarterback. <laughs> I'm just, just that, like as I think about this, maybe that that's the way. And then you just mortgage free agency. You just you over you shoot your shot in free agency. Right. Go get those. You're gonna get the wide receiver in the second round. There's there's literally twenty of them. Right. You're gonna get that guy. Uh, you, you can you can mortgage your future in free agency with offensive linemen because there's a few that are available young, that are young and could be you know pieces for the you know for the to help Aaron Rodgers maybe that's the way to go it's not but we'll debate that a little <laughs> bit later on because I think you're wrong respectfully more of your calls coming up at 877-337-6666 we'll have a nice chat with one of the most underrated Mets of all time the great Pat Mahomes